Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. New Amsterdam Radio starts now. Hello everyone, Flobo Boyce here, a creative just like you on the show for the city of creatives, newamsterdam.com. You know, this is the part where I do all the housekeeping. I tell people how to engage with the show, how to buy the merch, and well, one site you gotta go, newamsterdam.com. I'm just not, I'm not gonna give you the whole spiel because sometimes we wanna have ourselves a little bit of a serious discussion. You see, I was actually sitting down uh, with an author. Her name is Claudette Betty, and she wrote a book called Healing from Personal Traumas. And while when we are creative people, we come across trauma every day, like most people. But I feel like, especially us, specifically us, we take an extra second to suppress or to deny or to minimize the trauma that we are engaged with. So it was kind of cool to sit down with this uh, fantastic ray of light, an active golfer and, and healer, uh, Claudette Betty. Uh, she talked about the release of her new book, Healing from Personal Traumas. But before we get into that, I just want to say that I love and appreciate each and every single one of you. And I love the fact that you guys are making your projects, your dreams a reality. Please tag me if you want my opinion on what you're working on, because I love to share and engage and connect other people with other artists, because this is what this is about. It's about engagement. It's about being citizens of this ever-growing city, New Amsterdam. Without further ado, though, here's my chat with Claudette Betty. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creative thinkers and doers. It is I, Flobo Voice, the mayor in the mayor's office. But as always, I am not alone. I'm being joined by the author, Claudette Betty, who's written a new book that will talk all about trauma and what that means. Claudette, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's it's a pleasure to speak with people who are doing things. Uh, let's talk about the book up front, Healing Your Personal Traumas. Uh, the idea to, to share your story in book form, what was the major uh, cause behind that? I, uh, I had, a, you know, I worked in a, a drug and alcohol uh, facility, and I worked in a psych unit, uh, New Horizon of the Treasure Coast in um, Fort Pierce. I worked 12, uh, 12 years in the psych and uh, five years on the detox unit. And when I admitted clients, I noticed how many clients had been traumatized. Mm-hmm. and um, didn't actually acknowledge it, never did any work on it, and kept using drugs and alcohol to sedate their uh, pain. Mm. So I decided to write my book so I could share how I uh, recovered from several traumas and um, became a, a transformed woman. Sure. Before we went live, we were talking about some of those traumas. Is there anything that you want to share about your background, your beginnings, and what you went through? Yeah. um, Basically, uh, when I was a little child, um, my father came home, you know, under the influence of alcohol, and he uh, started to abuse my mother. And uh, so we called the police, and the police came and um, took him to jail, but he said that he would uh, kill uh, my mom when he came out. So my mom, uh, uh, talk about being depressed, became very depressed and took us down to the lake that we lived at and tied us up in a rope and attempted to drown us. 
Now, I never remembered that incident. Uh, it didn't happen. My brother got us out of the rope. But I felt my mother didn't love me and that I uh, was of no value uh, uh, to the universe. So mm -hmm. therefore, I suppressed that, carried that with me until I was in um, several therapies, uh, 25 years of therapy. And it came up in one of my uh, uh, guest all therapy um, uh, groups. And, um, I, you know, I had to express the emotions around that. And then it was, um, you know, got, I got through that. Um, I have a very good therapist that brought me to Antigua to um, deal with the deaths of my brothers, my um, brothers, um, uh, two of them committed suicide. One died of alcoholism, the other one poisoned himself. So I had a, a lot of trauma in between that. Mm -hmm. And then I um, decided to go to school and I became a, a registered uh, nurse and a um, uh, counselor, an addiction counselor and, mm -hmm. and um, Reiki master in a shaman. And that's how I uh, began to heal from my yeah. traumas. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't think, don't understand the traumas th uh, that they experience. And um, once they do, uh, they have to express it. It's long as you don't do the work around it, it remains in your cells yeah. and it bothers you. It interferes with your life. You had mentioned there was a point in your life where you felt like uh, you had no value to the universe, and I'm sure that's not true any longer. At what point in your life did that begin to change, where you saw your purpose, you saw your drive, you saw your reason for being? When I had all the therapies <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, began to heal, and then it was like I became a different person. And once I did the work, it was a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. How important is it for someone that may be feeling similar to, to look at resources like your book or to attend therapy? Is it possible to be an island there or you do you need a network of individuals to help us push forward through our own traumas? Um, I, I, I was in group most of the times. So I, I do well in groups because you understand other people's uh, traumas also and how they heal. I learned from other, others uh, we shared a lot in groups. Yeah, yeah. I went so, to adult, uh, adult uh, um, children of alcoholics. I uh, I did individual, I did family therapy. Uh, I, I just kept going and going and going until I knew um, I was healing. So one of the most interesting things about your book I, I come across, uh, Healing for Personal Trauma is now available now, is that there's different types of traumas. And now different types of traumas actually have their own kinds of triage, if you will. Uh, how can we identify different types of traumas in our own lives? Okay. Um, it basically, uh, a loss of a loved one is, is traumatic. Uh, physical injuries are traumatic because I worked in a uh, rehab place where a lot of people had physical injuries and um, became addicted or, or drank. Most people drink or sedate themselves uh, mm -hmm. uh, in order to deal with the pain that they're feeling. And they don't know why they're doing it. That's the problem. They do right. not know why they're doing what they're doing. 
and any um, medical or uh, psych diagnosis that's traumatic is another one, sexual abuse, domestic violence, and uh, disasters and, and severe bullying. Those mm -hmm. are uh, types of uh, traumas that people do not identify. They don't think there's a problem with that. Why do you think that is? Why do you think we go, ah, you know, it's just a problem with a coworker or, ah, you know, it's just a broken arm, a little fix. Why do we, do we kind of put that aside and put that in a little box? Because they don't have the coping skills. They don't have, a lot of people don't have the money for therapy. Mm -hmm. And um, and until you do that, uh, it's always going to be in your cells. Yeah. No different than the phantom when you lose a leg. The yeah, yeah the phantom pain. It's yeah. similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not to compare, but I had uh, ab surgery a couple of years ago. I had some skin removed and for like a year and a half, I felt like if I still had <laughs> my old body there and I could understand how that may be kind of uh, uh, awkward for those uh, with physical pains. Um, but you had mentioned uh, before we went on air that uh, you came from a family that immigrated to the United States. And a lot of times we see people come here in the country looking for a better life, uh, maybe blind to that the fact that traumas is not is not localized. There's traumas everywhere you go. Uh, what's been your experience in your adolescence as you uh, come to your own uh, dealing with day-to-day -day traumas? Well, basically through, <laughs> throughout my uh, life as a, when I was in nursing and all that, there was just one uh, traumatic death after another mm -hmm. that I had to deal with. And uh, I, I, I sometimes when I, I didn't have the skills uh, uh, to deal with it, so I suppressed it. I, I you know, I didn't acknowledge it. You, you know, you go through the stage of denial, and then you know the acceptance finally uh, after a while. But you got to have the tools. You got to learn the tools to deal with. Uh, you know, uh, I have a lot of clients that they have debts in the family, and they never really did anything about it. They just suppressed it. So I always uh, suggest they go to hospice and get uh, grief counseling. You had mentioned you've been to group therapies yourself, but did you come up with other coping skills for you to, to, to address the things that were happening in your life personally? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, once I uh, learned to deal with it, I, I just, um, I, you know, you have to change your thinking mm -hmm. and you get a lot of these messages in your family that are irrational. Yeah. So I have to understand I had 12 irrational beliefs because of the family I came from. And then you have to learn how to uh, change those behaviors and and uh, become a different person, uh, you know, more positive uh, thinking. But yeah. it's, it's, it's your, you know, you inherit those, those thoughts, you inherit those uh, irrational beliefs. And the emotional, um, those are the results, you know, it's, you could have emotional trauma, which I believe I had. I, um, but I, you know, I recovered from uh, from that by doing, you know, by using my coping skills. I had, um, my, my therapist said that I had Academy Award uh, survival skills. I had really good survival skills and, and I, I used them. And then my therapist said, I have to get rid of them. Well, mm. I mean, the fear that, oh my God, those those survival skills work for me. Now she's telling me I got to, I let them go. I mean, I was a wreck. Uh, I had anxiety, uh, panic attacks and everything. I had to let go of, uh, of each uh, 
one at a time. And then I had to trust them, trust that they would work for me. And that's how I did a lot of changing, you know, uh, one step at a time. If you don't mind me asking, what was something you had to discard? What was something that you were doing that worked for you that were told that's no longer healthy for you? Oh, oh. <laughs> when I get angry, a lot of it is about your uh, emotions. When I get angry, I go out in my car and I scream. Oh. And I tell my children because they have anger issues. I tell them that if that don't work for them, then to get a foam bath and beat up the mattress. You got to release the anger. And when I get depressed, I, I use music, I go golfing, I do uh, uh, other things uh, than to uh, pick up a drink. Um, mm -hmm. You know, with because of my family's uh, alcoholism and, and addictions to drugs and alcohol, I mean, I, I, I couldn't go there. Uh, I just no, I saw what had happened to them and I wasn't going to go there. But I, I at one time with my ex-husband, I was borderline. If I hadn't stopped then, I don't know what would happen. Sure. Well, talk to me about the actual writing process of this book. I mean, I know it's a very personal journey for you. I know it's your work as well, but deciding to sit down there and say, hey, look, this is some kind of resource that can help others must have been kind of scary at first. Well, I did write my first book, which is Creating a Wholesome Human Being. I use a pen name, uh, Monique Boulay. When I was writing that book, it took me about a year. Um, I re-traumatized myself. Mm. I had to stop. And then it was like, I, it was so sad <laughs> that I wrote about, I, I decided to write about my trip to Europe <laughs> yeah. to put a little bit of humor into the book because it was really sad. Even right. my kids said, ma, that's, that is a sad story. You never mentioned it to us. My best girlfriend since 12 years of age read the book and said to me, Claudette, you were my friend for six years now. I never knew you. Oh, wow. I never knew you. And, and a lot of my other friends said the same thing. They never knew me. Because I didn't I didn't tell anybody. I was ashamed. I, I uh, you know, was guilty. Yeah. I had so many uh, inner feelings about my life. But I, man I managed to, <laughs> it's ironic how I managed to function so well. Right. But <laughs> my therapist said it was because of my survival skills that I, you know, I could dissociate. At it. You know, if I feel pain, I'll dissociate. Yeah. Now, I have a lot of, of uh, uh, the coping skills, too, um, but I don't use those it, it anymore. Um, I try to tell my clients, you know, to um, express their emotions. Men are very, it's very difficult for men. Uh, Go on. <laughs> yeah. Same. I had a neighbor who, um, you know, was uh, uh, sexually abused by his brother, and he's got all kinds of problems. He, he drinks and everything else. And I did a Reiki session on him, and uh, I uh, blocked the heart chakra, and he cried. And that's that that was unbelievable for me to yeah. uh, watch. But it was rewarding. I What's been the response uh, when the release of your book? Like you said, I bet there's some kind of hesitation. A lot of times it takes a lot to reconcile your own trauma before even searching for any kind of resource about that trauma. But with your book's release, what has been the uh, the common consensus? Well, it, it's been good. Uh, I've helped a lot of people They uh, at work and, and uh, a lot of people that I run into that have traumas. I re recommend it to my clients. And... Um, it's, it seems to awaken, it awakens 
people to uh, the traumas that they've experienced that they didn't really un understand that it was a trauma. Yeah. And, and I bet that must be a breakthrough moment for them to be part of that must be pretty, pretty yeah. surreal. Yeah. And I suggest, you know, therapy. I mean, there that, that's the thing that helped me the most. Uh, this is a side question. Does it matter the type? Does it matter if it's group or one on one or I, I'm just, or is in general speaking? A group group is like maybe uh, six to eight people that have the same problem. Like my first group was adult children of alcoholics, and I didn't even know that I was. I didn't know anything about adult children, but mm -hmm. they are affected by the um, behavior of their alcoholic parent or family member uh, in a lot of ways, and that's what I learned. I, I, I didn't feel alone. Mm -hmm. I had other people with the same problem and they were like me. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know I had that, uh, you know, that, that situation in my family. And they, 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 once you understand it, you could, you could deal with it better. You have to understand how it affects you. As the author of the book, while you're creating this and you in your work, what do you do when times are, are down, down times? What do you do for recharging the battery? What do you do to oh. get yourself back to being happy between these uh, episodes? Yeah, I, I I walk a lot. I do yoga. I uh, play golf, and um, I read a lot and write a lot. Yeah, well, I, I gotta I gotta ask, like, how good's your swing? Because I'm terrible at golf. I tried, but I, <laughs> I, have, I have no skill whatsoever. Well, I used to pay, play in leagues uh, oh. back in Connecticut, and I, I would I get on in two shots. <laughs> <laughs> well, then be on my team. Carry me, man. <laughs> Carry me the victory. <laughs> well, I'm I'm so glad because I feel like there always has to be a balance, right? The work you do, no matter how passionate you're about it, having a time for yourself is always critical. And I still work at 85 years of age. Oh, you still work day to day? That's crazy. <laughs> well, I'm more productive than I am. <laughs> <laughs> So I, uh, you know, I work on the detox unit and I, I, I have a lot of awareness and I, you know, really can help uh, people uh, that are admitted to uh, look at themselves, you know, yeah. and, and make changes. Yeah. What's been the, the, the statement someone made about this release that really stuck out to you? A fan or a colleague, they read the book. Is, what's been one thing they told you that go, made you go, oh, wow, thanks. Oh yeah, yeah. I've had uh, several um, people uh, say that they didn't understand that, that they had trauma in their life, and I made them aware of it, and I showed them different ways to deal with it, and um, they're better for it now. You know, they uh, they their uh, need to use drugs and alcohol has eliminated. Oh wow! Yeah. 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 Yeah, because that's that's what they're doing. They're not no. They don't know why they're drinking the way they do. They can't explain it to anybody. I'll ask them. Why do you do? Why do you drink like that? I don't know. I I I feel depressed. I I have anxiety. Um, this one died, and I, I'm still mourning. You know, grieving. Like two years later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they they get an understanding and they 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 know there's there's hope there's hope out there it's not like you know you're going to be that way all your life i'm i'm sure they don't want to be that way it's just that they don't know any other way sure and your your writing process are you more inspirational did you wait till to inspiration strike or do you more like you get up and wrote 2 hours a day how would you craft the different chapters together well you know what 
my higher power has been with me all my life. Mm -hmm. I do practice 12 steps. Uh, I'm not, you know, an addict or, you know, drug user, but I follow the 12 step because it's a way of life. And um, I just um, decided to write because I um, wanted to um, let, I wanted to release all the stuff that was blocking me and, um, and just share it with other people. Profound. I love it. This, the idea that the share with others is what creativity is all about, you know? It's yeah, like I, I, you know, my goal is to um, help people heal because I'm, I'm exposed to them all the time, all, all the time. And I, I, I really would like to do workshops and uh, seminars. That's my, my goal. I'm hoping that happens, but if it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm sure with, uh, I guess, quote, unquote, the world opening back up, <laughs> that, that the opportunities will be there to do that. Because I'm sure once they read the book, there'll be a lot more uh, demand for, for people like yourself who's gone through it, who survives, who's showing everyone day by day it's a process to have them speak at a conference or a seminar or something like that. So I hope that went well for you. Well, it's Mental Health Month. Oh, it, it is? I had no it's idea. Mental yeah. Health Month, so the book would help people uh, that have psychiatric problems and addiction problems to um, understand how they can change. Um, it's very important to change your thinking. The thinking, I mean, that's what I was, you know, that's what I heard. Those are the messages I got. Like my mom said uh, to me, uh, never accept uh, a compliment. So oh, wow. all my life, I never accepted a compliment. And then in therapy, my, my therapist said, you, you deserve to accept your compliments. So what she taught me to do was when somebody compliments me, I take a deep breath. I take it in and then I uh, I, I thank the person, which I never did before. Yeah. Messages exactly. are important because you, you get them and you, my brother got the message that he'll never amount to anything. Yeah. And he, he uh, yeah, became a mechanic because he didn't think he had the brains to do anything else. It's a very interesting point. Uh, mm. How, should I have to describe this? How was the first couple times taking your therapist's advice of accepting a compliment? It must have felt like you were in the deep end, I assume. Scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is scary. I, yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen, you know. But, you know, as I was going through uh, therapy, I had an anxiety problem, you know, uh, from all the traumas. And sometimes you have to take an anti-anxiety pill while you're in treatment. Not, you can't just take it for nothing just to reduce your anxiety. You need to be in therapy. And then I had an antidepressant while I was in therapy. And then I didn't need it. I didn't need either one of those pills once I had therapy. Because mm, a lot of people take those pills and don't, they just sedate, that's all. They don't do right. anything with it. Right, and that becomes a coping mechanism unto itself. Right? Yeah. If someone wanted to pick up a copy today, how do they go about doing that? Uh, they could go on Amazon or um, any bookstore. Uh, and I have a website. It's claudettebetty.com, and you could order it through that too. Proud, no pseudonyms, claudettebetty.com. If you want to engage with the author, you totally can over there and pick up a copy. Healing from Personal Traumas, New Beginnings, available now on Amazon and your local bookstore. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you. You're very kind. 
Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.